This is episode 182 of the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, October 8th, 2019. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? That's right. We are back once again, our second Tuesday episode of the year. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about uh, in the wrestling world uh, with AEW's first show last Wednesday, uh, the first night of the Wednesday Night Wars, so we'll give our perspectives on that. We'll also talk a bit about Hell in a Cell 2019. Yeah, That hasn't been said in a long time. (laughs) No, Jesus. There we go. Yeah, we're going to talk a bit about that. And we're going to be talking about The Joker, the new Joker film directed by Todd Phillips starring Joaquin Phoenix. We're going to be giving our uh, spoiler-filled review later on in the program. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we've The Facebook chat is live. So for those of you who want to jump in and uh, join in on the festivities, by all means, you can. Uh, Still in the process of sharing right now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, you know what? We're talking about AEW. You said that you're going to uh, AEW tomorrow, right? You're damn right. In Boston, right? Yes, sir. Like, literally, I'm not even going to, like, I won't even be home. Like, the second I get out of work, Brian's picking me up and we're going. Nice. Yeah, I got to brave that Boston commute. Ain't the first time. It won't be the last. Yeah. That ain't nothing. Trust me. That is not. That is nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be. That should be a fun show. Uh, Kyle Chapman is in the chat. And he says, you're <laughs> bit, bit. Beer with cigarette ashes in it. Beer. How 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 that taste? Beer with cigarette ashes. <laughs> yeah, he's that that is slipped up and it's turned out that he drunk that like last week by accident. Ew, it's gross. Well, there's your equivalent of a white claw, <laughs> and I never drunk that. No, I think the beer with the cigarette ashes is better. Um. You drunk that like a champ, so I don't know. <laughs> and it's gluten free, and you're on that vegan tip. Uh, it's 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 bad. I'll, I'll give you that, and it barely tastes like anything. Brian drunk it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you didn't see the video I posted on the chat. Oh, I didn't have a chance to watch it. Yeah, well, it's like a 12 second video. It was just him drinking it mm-hmm. to the Matt Riddle theme song. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, man, white claw. That stuff is bad. Yes, it is. I cannot stress enough how how bad it really is. Yeah, doesn't matter what flavor you drink. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that I only drunk more, I drunk my first and my last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. Uh, but yeah, man, let's get into it. Um, of me, I haven't I haven't been into I haven't been up to a whole lot. Um, just besides uh, uh, wrestling uh, and uh, the Joker movie, which we'll talk about, um, you know, shout outs to U. Sh- yeah, shout outs to UWO uh, for their Sunday night uh, episode. Uh, that was pretty live. Um, I do have some thoughts, to say the least, about the main event, which took place between Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt in the Hell in a Cell match for the Universal Championship. Now. This was a case where, you know, WWE, once again, 
they show that they do an excellent job of building up a new star or a previously established star. Um, they, they're, they're great with buildup, but when it comes to the finish, they fuck everything up. They, uh, that, you know what? The, this reminds me of, remember I told you I listened to the episode of something wrestled with Bruce Prichard, mm-hmm. and they did a personality profile on Yokozuna? Yeah. It was the exact it's the exact same thing. It's like they spent all this time. They built this monster. Mm-hmm. Like just build them. And then Hogan squashes them in 12 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like Bruce was so pissed. He was like, I hated it. Only because, Bo, at that time, Hogan was going on a European tour. Mm-hmm. Like for his final European tour. And they, he wanted to be champion. He wanted to be champion. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Him and Brett did not like each other after that. Mm. But Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese couldn't fuck an that shit. Yeah, this was a. Uh, I mean, this first of all, like the they there were a couple of mistakes going into the match. One, they had. I I don't I don't like the look of the red cell. That was not. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that, that's just too much. It was unnecessary. It was, and the fact that it, they were wrestling under red mood lighting. Which I hear made it pretty hard for the fans in the crowd to see in the in the live arena. Yeah, that I can. I actually didn't watch the match because like I got into work, and usually I can, usually I can, you know, have it playing on my phone or my on my iPad or whatever. But certain situations prevented me from doing so. Mm-hmm. But I end up catching the highlights. I'm like, okay, this was unnecessary, uh, and then. Then the finish, and then it's just, yeah, just the finish. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, the match started off decently, and there was only one outcome that the fans wanted to see. The only one outcome that really made sense was just to put the title on the fiend. But uh, twelve curb stomps later, uh, a mallet was involved, um, toolbox, uh, some chairs, a ladder, and then when Seth Rollins uh, reached for the sledgehammer. Uh, the referee pulled that WrestleMania 30 spot with Cena when he was like, don't do it, Seth. This isn't you. And then what do we get? We get a disqualification finish. In a match? Yeah. That's no disqualification. Right. <laughs> X-Pac flipped out on it. I saw On that. a WWE show. He did. He's like, yeah, they're not going to have me coming in, but what the fuck was that? <laughs> Said he, yeah. X Pac said it best. I mean, there is no, how can you have a disqualification in a cell match? And last and last year's finish, which uh, with when, with Brock coming in, you know, interfering in Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman's match, the the, the the cell match has been rendered meaningless. I mean, this the cell is where where feuds where blood feuds should go and get resolved. Right. But now. The cell no, is, it's like it's just there. It's not a number. It lost. Hell in the Cell has lost its luster. It has. It has. It's it's where it's where we can expect the fuck finish. And and uh, uh, some fans pointed it out. There was um the, some funny business. WWE sort of telegraphed what they were planning to do when they released a poll beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, saying that oh, what what kind of finish would you expect to do? You expect to see in the Hell in a Cell match? And DQ was an option. Yeah, DQ shouldn't have been an option it, in a no disqualification match. Right. So it was like, well, here's the, my take was the show was actually fairly good. The whole show entirely. So I'm not going to completely 
like bomb the entire show because of that because of the finish. The finish was what really pissed people off. Yeah, chance of AEW bullshit. bullshit refund restart the match. match. Oh, all that and it was just like they did a smart thing by Seth not coming out and not coming out last night on Raw. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, the Fiend did, but the when Raw came went off the air, the Fiend actually showed up. <laughs> yeah, off the air. That's that's mighty brave. Oh yeah, but well, you probably enjoy this. He put the uh, minimal claw on. What was his name? Tyson. Oh, Tyson Fury. Fury. Yeah, Tyson Fury. I oh. said Tyson Ford. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Who who gives a shit about Tyson Ford? <laughs> uh, but but yeah, man. I mean, this the 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 the, the, the that match was definitely one of. Probably the worst finish I've seen it yeah, all year. Yeah, it's, and it's the finish. So I'm like, and matter of fact, matter of fact, that that's that's a case where it does it does no favors for Seth because now Seth is in has pre leukemia diagnosis Roman Reigns heat, where he's the baby face that people don't like. Yeah, and he needs to. Yeah, they need to. Well, draft is coming in, and that was another thing too. Vince wanted, um, he wanted Brock, Seth. Becky and Charlotte to go in as champions for the draft. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, it, it doesn't help that Seth, you know, makes himself look like a douchebag on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then he deleted his Twitter for yeah, what he I did. hear. Yeah. Trust me, UWO. They already buried him, and I'm just like, eh, yeah. Some people can handle it. Some people can't. Yeah. And then you have. The Fiend, which is just basically Bray Wyatt all over again. Like, somebody who can talk a good game, but just can't get the job done. My, yeah, they, they just, yeah, they messed that up. They, he, they shouldn't have given him the title shot. Mm. They should have just let him wreak havoc mm. to, like, Royal Rumble or Mania. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Just that... build this, just like they did with Yokozuna. Build this monster. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's like, oh my god, is somebody gonna be able to stop this monster? Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like. Uh, the yeah, WWE certainly painted themselves into a corner with this with this finish because there because there was only one outcome: putting the title on the Fiend, and they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and not to mention is, even though like I'm comparing it to Yokozuna, it's literally. But it's, here's the thing: times are so different now, mm-hmm. where it's like back then. It was only four pay-per-views. Yeah. And you can carry a whole few till then. Yeah, you could. Nowadays, you can't because everybody's like, everybody will get bored like so fast. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if you drag something long, if you drag something out like that long for that period of time. So it's like, they, I guess they didn't want a chance like, okay, like how long before fans today will get bored of The Fiend? Mm-hmm. Well, you know. I mean, I mean, the buck stops with Vince, and well, Vince. Yeah, he fucked that shit up, man. Vince got some damage control to do. <laughs> yeah, he does, and Seth can't hide forever off TV. Nah, he's not gonna. Um, and then, um, and then, like, like I said, the only other positive thing I can say about Hell in a Cell was the uh, Becky Sasha match. I was into that one. Like, I I had the iPad going. This was before I left for work, and I was like, like, cause I was watching my was watching my ninety day fiance with my girl, and we just. Like I was back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a solid match. I thought I thought uh, Sasha would win, but you know, I think 
I, I think they'll just like they'll put the title on her eventually again, and yeah. hopefully they'll give her a meaningful title reign. Yeah, yeah, that, and you know, and the money's always in the chase. Yeah, right. Yeah, so of course you know they go with safe route Charlotte, mm-hmm. ten time champion. Yeah. Yep, double digits just like her dad. Yeah, they, yeah, she's def. They're definitely giving her that. Yeah, it's it's inevitable at this time. This at this point, yeah, can't even talk. Yeah. And then you had, uh, well, uh, going back a little, Friday Night SmackDown debuting on Fox. Missed it. Um, I had people over at the I had people over at the house, so I we couldn't watch it. And then they took freaking SmackDown off of Hulu. Yeah, I heard about that. I was like, God damn it! Tried to go on Verizon on demand, took it off there. Yeah, they had SmackDown in Spanish. <laughs> But a few weeks, but the most recent episode was like, what, two, three weeks ago? Oh, Before yeah. that, I was just like, God hates me. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so sad that Kofi, Rain, Kofi Kingston's title reign just ended in ended seven it, seconds. It, to the hand, and brought, Eight with, seconds. I will give him that extra second. <laughs> yeah. One F5. Not even a competitive match. Like, I mean, I, I don't mind Kofi losing, just the way he lost. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. I was, I was just like, man, just fuck our dreams. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe he gets another meaningful chase. Uh, I get the sense he's not going to get another. T- he's not going to sniff that world title ever again. I don't I don't. It wouldn't surprise. It wouldn't surprise me because, I mean, he is marketable. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I will say that, like, he was. I, I mean, I did like his title reign and that he was built to be a credible champion. He, uh, he had victories over Daniel Bryan, Col- um, Randy Orton, Kevin Dolph Owens. Ziggler, yeah. Ziggler, who's, who's just eh. I mean, he's just there at this point and all that, but you got to give the man props, though. Like, Ziggler can still go. He can still go, but, like, WWE's long conditioned me to not give a shit about him. He's just a goob. He's just a talented goober. That's all he is to me. And, yeah, I have Vince to thank for that. Um, I th- I think I th- I think with Kofi like his title reign like the only thing I didn't really like was like the whole pancake shit. I think like that should have like he should have cut that shit out. Made him made himself to be a more serious champion because the pancake stuff. Yeah, I get it. It's for the new day, but I think like as a world champion, he should have carried himself with a bit more gravity. But besides that, like he had a six month reign and he was booked credibly. Yeah. Um. Certainly no Jinder Mahal, which was a damn good thing um but he's not going for he's not 14 anymore no <laughs> he's 143 <laughs> i think i think it was 143 mm. yeah yeah that's still still too high for, high, for yeah the, definitely like he the, shouldn't even be met shouldn't have been mentioned Where the hell yeah was? still too high for the modern day maharaja uh and you know uh now apparently um kane velasquez is gonna challenge brock yay Cool, the guy who beat Brock Lesnar in UFC yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, who cares? No one cares except for Fox. Um, and uh, let's talk about something that we that we do care about, which was AEW. AEW. Oh man, enjoyed the show. Yes. I enjoyed Wednesday night altogether. Mm. Both shows were good. Like I was, pull- I posted on um, on Twitter. I was pulling double duty. Mm-hmm. Had. AEW on the laptop, NXT on the TV. Mm-hmm. And just, once again, just going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. I'm a, like, that sounds so wrong. But, like, 
it was it was still like I literally enjoyed both shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Some had picture on picture and you're just like, fuck. Like that's how bad it was when they both had picture on picture. I'm like, oh what the fuck? And it's like you pay too much again and then you're going you're you're gonna miss something. Regardless, you was missing something. Yeah. Yeah, I stuck with AEW because I, I can't I can't do two screens at once. I have to give my full attention to one show. Um, but I did have a chance to watch uh, NXT on Hulu. It was it was edited, but it gave me the best matches like Cole versus Riddle, which was high octane yeah. throughout. Um, and then uh, I think tomorrow night we have uh, Kushida versus Walter, so I'll definitely tune in for that. Hell, I, mean, I won't be able to see it, but like... Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, I'll be at AEW. That's right. Yeah, you get to see John Moxley live. Yeah, I've seen Dean Ambrose, but I said I know that's his slave name. <laughs> I love UW says that. He's yeah. gonna be at Comic Con too. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so you know, I'm like, I, I really may just want to go up to him and say, "Listen, just nice to meet you. Just such good shit." <laughs> I, I just got to see his reaction. He's probably he, like, "Oh, I heard that before." He's probably sick of it. Yeah, I'm pretty him. sure that somebody has said that to him everywhere he goes. I bet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, because I can imagine Vince McMahon saying that. Uh, but yeah, John Moxley tomorrow night in Boston, AEW is going to face face off against Sean Spears. Dude, you know what? I'm, Boston. Do you know what I'm going to see first hand, up close and personal? What you going to see? Freshly squeezed. Yes. Am I ready for that? <laughs> Orange Cassidy, the hometown hero. The sloth style. Am I ready for that? Man, are we all ready for that is the question. Um, man, that's that's going to be uh, monumental. That's for sure. Oh, I'm selling the fuck out of that. Just the <laughs> second he does a little... <sighs> like me and my girls know we have Orange Cassidy fights where we literally just go back and forth. Just By God, he has a family. <laughs> First one who laughs, first one who laughs loses. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few Orange Cassidy matches on YouTube, and, and the dude can go. He can go, yeah. He can go, but it's just like the cat. The, the gimmick is just like it, it's perfect. It is, and he just has that look too, and it's just like you gotta love it. Mm-hmm. So you, you gotta. Love, I don't know how you can hate it. Yeah, I mean Orange Cassidy, he's definitely going places on AEW. Uh, then we have uh, Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc, number one contenders match for the AEW World Title. Uh, hot, yeah, I'm, I get to watch Hot Topic in person. Yeah, man. Yeah, two, <laughs> uh, two <laughs> emo dudes going at it. Oh my god. Oh, they, he... they they need to be a tag team and call themselves Hot Topic. <laughs> they really do. They could get the sponsorship. They can. But Cody had it before yeah. for All In. Oh, there you go. TGI Fridays, Hot Topic, Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Oh, and, and you get to see Young Bucks versus Private Party. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Like, I, this would be the first time I've ever seen the Young Bucks in person. Oh, that's going to be dope. Super Kick Party. Yeah. If I see Kenny Omega, I'm popping. Oh, yeah. He's, he's definitely got And he be better come out to his damn theme song, his solo theme. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be dope. I mean, I can imagine what the reception's gonna be live. Yeah, I'll, def- I'll, I'll definitely post some. I'll post some live videos. All right. Yeah, that's gonna be dope, man. Give you. Oh, and then we get the dark matches too. Yep. AEW Dark. Yeah, that's coming on tonight. tonight actually. Yeah. 
So all the untelevised uh, dark matches, uh, you get to see that on Tuesday. So it's a show, more, mm-hmm. showcase for more talent. Yeah, definitely. There's, more, there's wrestling on every week. Isn't there? Every day, pretty much. Except for what? Thursdays? And even then, I think there's like MLW. Yeah. That and plus like, um, I think Tuesdays, Tuesday nights at 6.05, NWA's on YouTube. Yeah. That's a lot of wrestling. Yeah. That, that is a lot of wrestling to consume. Yeah, man. That and um, NXT, NXT UK. Heard that they rebranded the Cruiserweight Championship to the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. That's that's the right call because 205 Live, it wasn't. It's because of what they do with it. They record it after SmackDown goes off. They should be recording it. Before SmackDown, because mm-hmm. those guys will get everybody hyped up for the main show. Yeah, exactly. And, and but you know in WWE land, if it makes sense, it ain't getting mm-hmm. ain't getting done. It's not getting done <laughs> unless Triple H does it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't discredit the, the Triple H and his team. But yeah, no. Last week that was Dusty's night. I I, de- I deemed that Dusty's night. Hmm. Shades of Dusty was everywhere with NXT. Mm-hmm. Shades of Dusty, AEW with his kids. Oh, that's right. That that was that was Dusty's night. Yeah, that's for sure, man. Like, oh man, Dusty would be so proud if he was still with us. He yeah. is. He <laughs> is with us. <laughs> yeah, he lives on. He lives on in our memories, man. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Anything else you got? Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty much it with the wrestling rundown. Um. Yeah, I'll be, I'll we'll be getting to the the Joker. Okay, but I do have one thing as far well what I've been up to, one thing, and I'm very mad at myself that I did not watch this sooner. Mm-hmm. The Dark Side of the Ring, Viceland documentaries. Holy shit, those are so fucking good. I heard they're yeah. on YouTube. Mm. Watch them. I want to see one. Watch them. I will. Like, I binge-watched those. I haven't really binge-watched, like, well, here and there. A couple of episodes here and there, but, oh, my God. Well, but for those who don't know, Dark Side of the Ring is a, is a documentary series about the controversial subjects in professional wrestling, with each episode focusing on a specific event. So this season had six episodes, the first one being um The Match Made in Heaven, which is Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a... That's a that's a, hey, what's up, Nick? That one was really good. It showed how controlling Macho Man was to the point where Miss Elizabeth cheated just to like she had to get away. Damn. And then it ended up talking about you know the last days because neither one because neither one of them are no longer with us. Mm. Um, they talked. They played like the nine one one call when um that Luger made when. Miss Elizabeth was dying. Uh, Randy, uh, the genius Lanny Poffo went to the tree that that uh, Macho Man hit when he died. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it really was such a shame. It it was, it was such a sad ending. I mean, Mm. yeah, that one was sad. Then you had the Montreal Screw Job. I was recommending my father to watch it. He's like, I'm sick and tired of hearing the Montreal Screw Job because we've heard the story for the past twenty something years. Oh yeah, but then there was one thing out there that I didn't know is that with Jim Cornette being on the on the show, he told the story that 
they actually did that years ago. That happened to one of the in the uh, in the uh, Montreal. In Montreal, in the French Canadian territory, years ago, where Ed Strangler Lewis did not want to give up to give the title up to, um, uh, I forgot his name. It was a it was a French name like Henry Gerard, something like that. I please somebody correct me if I'm wrong because I'm trying to look him up. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, they they basically like did the same thing, and it was just the three people people who were actually the masterminds of it. Mm-hmm. Was Vince obviously Jim Cornette mm-hmm. and the original bro Vince Russo? <laughs> oh, really? Those three, those three were the masterminds behind it. Mm. I mean, Vince, I can get, but Jim Cornette, I had no idea. Because he's the one who came up with the idea. He goes, "All right, well, let's double cross him," and then he told the story about Ed Strangler Lewis. Wow! Damn! Damn! I guess. I guess I guess Brett has another person to to hate on. God, he well, Brett seems at peace right now. And let's leave him at peace. Yeah, he was very bitter. If you read the, if you read his book, he was still bitter mm-hmm. at oh, that yeah, at was. the time at the time when he wrote that book. And dude, Vince Russo and Jim Cornette, they hate each other so much. They do. <laughs> it's comical. They do it to the point. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Like Jim Cornette says that he's gonna piss on Vince Russo's grave. Yeah, he is. <laughs> po- he was making a oh motherfucker. Jesus. Then the next. Then they also did. Oh my god, the killing of Bruiser Brody. Well, that one was actually really sad. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The last person who was with him was Tony Atlas. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, he was right there. He talked to his dad. He was, I mean, he was there for his last breath, like his last breath, his last words. He, like, the whole entire time, he was holding a picture mm-hmm. of his son. Wow. Like, while in a bloody mess, while being operated, he never let go of that picture of his son. Man. And he, because he was actually going to give it to it, because Teddy, um, excuse me, Tony Atlas can draw. They mm-hmm. actually show he was actually drawing a picture of Bruiser Brody. I'm like, wow, he's actually very talented. Hmm. And he wanted to draw wanted to draw a picture of his son. Yeah. And then that's when it all that's when it all happened. And the guy got and the guy who did it quitted. Guy quitted? Yep. Jesus. He's all here running free, doing birthday parties on Instagram. <laughs> posting on, on Instagram. Fucking hell. Dude, who, who who's this who's the fucker who did that? That's it's Puerto Rican Puerto Rican law Puerto Rican laws. Like hmm. If you watch the documentary, they'll explain it better than I can. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, but then the next episode, The Last of the Von Erics. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's so sad, but it's for some reason, it's still one of my favorite stories of wrestling. Yeah, I saw, though, um, it was like one documentary from um, Wrestle, WrestleMania. Which they had like a yeah. YouTube documentary on them. I was like, damn, this is depressing as fuck. It really is, and but it's just so good that Kevin Von Erich is just at peace. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to my girlfriend about it, she's like, why didn't he just off himself? But he's like, you know what? The whole stigma about it, he's probably just he won't do it. He has kids. Mm-hmm. Like him and Carrie were the only ones who had kids. Oh wow. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Carrie's daughter had a brief stint. In WWE developmental back when they were in back when their uh, developmental territory was FCW, mm-hmm. and then she actually also spent some time at TNA as well. Okay, 
and then Ross and Ross and Marshall, um, they're at, you know they're doing the independence and stuff, and Shades, you know, the legacy does live on. But there was one cool story that Kevin told, where like he was still, you know, was fresh off of Carrie's death, mm-hmm. and he was gonna steal a gun, like he was just like, yo, I'm. He was dri- he was driven to that point. What's up, Nick? Both Nicks, <laughs> and um, he went to go steal a gun. And then these three just good Texas men there was just like, Kevin, I love you, man. Mm-hmm. He's like, he was like, thank you. Had the gun in his had the gun in his pant leg. Mm-hmm. He goes into the car and he's just like, fuck this. Went back, broke down in front of the guys. He was like, you know what? Thank you for that. I need. A, I was gonna steal this, but thank you for that. Wow. It's incredible. Now, I've seen many documentaries. That was the first time I've ever heard that story. Mm. Yeah, I've never heard that either. Yeah, oh, such a great app. It was such a great app. And, and speaking of world class, mm-hmm. the mysterious death of gorgeous Gino, Gino Hernandez, mm-hmm. that one actually makes you wonder. I'm like, he was definitely murdered. Mm. He was definitely, like, he was in that whole life. He was in that 80s. Coke lifestyle, but he was like, I kept hearing stories of like, because all the other documentaries, they'll just touch on him for a little while. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time I actually heard him like go in, heard them like go in depth and talk about him in long form. And it was just like, he was real, he was like hanging around like gangsters, like dealing. Jeez. Yeah, he was about that to the, Yeah, but to the point where he was like so paranoid, he, he um, G, uh, Jeannie Williams, who happened to be um, Stone Cold's first wife, mm-hmm. like she was in the documentary telling the story. He was like, he was just so paranoid. Like he always had the deadbolt on, he always had a had a gun, always looking out of the window. Mm-hmm. So when when they found him dead, first of all, they found him dead like a couple of days later. So his family couldn't even see him because it was already like decomposed and everything. Yeah, they said that they found the they found the um, they found the cocaine in his stomach. Mm. Oh. Obviously, you sniff cocaine, mm-hmm. but if you found it in your stomach, like, it means you like swallowed it, and right. he had enough to like kill, to like kill somebody like three times over and over again. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but then there was another clue. They saying like, the deadbolt was not locked. He always had it locked. Mm. So like, for thirty some years. Gino's mom was like, I knew it was, it was John Royal, who was a Texas gangster back in the day. Mm-hmm. And he was just, and they said, like, he, when they went to, to went to the house, he, Gino had already, his body had already been removed. Mm-hmm. John Royal came up to, went to Gino's mother and said, you know, Gino owed me a lot of money, but I'm going to pay for his funeral. Wow. And does the eulogy. Really? And everybody, people who were in the wrestling business, where he was delivering the eulogy, and everybody's like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's bizarre. It, it's very bizarre. I just, it's one of those things. It's like, my girl, okay, my girl, she's in the, she's in the basic, whole basic bitch thing. Pumpkin spice, leggings, and murder. <laughs> Shout out to Allison Blackwell. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was just like, I need you to see, I need you to watch this. And I want to hear your take. Mind you, the channel has, other than when we watch 90 Day Fiance, every now and then she'll watch Snap, but mm-hmm. it has not left ID channel, the ID channel. Mm-hmm. 
So like that's her thing. I'm like I I want to see what you think. Is he was he murdered? But then somebody yeah, or was it a suicide? As somebody who was a not who remained anonymous, mm-hmm. who was in the culture, who was around him at that time, yeah, and confer- confirm that his mother that it was Gino that killed himself. Right. And I was like, I don't believe it. Mm. I'm just telling me I don't believe it. Yeah, I mean to swallow a whole. I want to hear your take on that. I mean, you said that he found like a ton of cocaine in his, in stomach, his stomach. Yeah, it sounded like he was force fed. It had to be. Yeah. It had to be. And then like the autopsy report, they just had like different discrepancies saying like he was Hispanic. But I'm like, no, he was white. His real name was Charles Wolf. He was mm-hmm. white. Yep. You know, it's just so. And, uh, you know, amongst other things, I'm like, I, 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 I want to hear anybody. I need anybody. It's on you. All the episodes are on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I want to hear their take on it just so I'm like, he he was murdered. Mm. And then the next, last episode was the fabulous Moolah. Oh, fuck that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then even the people that they hurt, they was just saying, he, some of them did come to her defense. He's like, you want to bring this up when she's not here to defend herself? And so? then I was like, and she was, and her name was uh, Princess Victoria. She was like, look, you cannot deny what she did for women's wrestling. So she should be honored, even if she was an asshole. That was in her words. <laughs> I mean, people say the same thing about Chris Benoit, or at least some fans. <laughs> yeah, but if Chris Benoit... I, what did I hear that for? I think I was listening to clips of, like, uh, Grilling JR. He's like, Chris Benoit would even say, I don't belong in the Hall of Fame. Mm, I think that's giving him a little too much credit. But he wouldn't, yeah. But he wouldn't even say that. He's like, which is true. Yeah, he's not gonna go in. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's such a good, it's such a good show. You would love the shit. I mean, I, you would love the shit out of it because it goes into grave detail, like details. You'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just looking at the list here, and it's like, oh my god, this is this is depressed. These these are all depressing cases in wrestling. They, they are, but it's like. But they're very thought-provoking, especially that gorgeous Gino one. Mm. Yeah, that one I'm really curious about. I'll definitely yeah. check that out. And as of July 23rd, 2019, the series was renewed for a second season with 10 episodes instead of six. And I came across an article because a lot of it's already done. Mm-hmm. Like, there is most of it, yeah, a lot of it is done. So they're going to be exploring the Chris Benoit double murder-suicide, mm. the death of Dino Bravo, which I came across a video years ago about that and I'm like you know what because his remote his remote murder still remains unsolved I heard yeah yeah and then they're gonna cover the brawl for all and the referee the wrestler's gonna talk about like all the injuries they sustained from that horrible piece of shit yeah. that Bruce Pritchard called considers one of his greatest failures mm-hmm. that and the Wrestlemania 9 match between Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez oh yeah that's one of the worst matches I, of all time Undertaker still hates him to this day for it <laughs> I, I don't blame him <laughs> and they just announced that they're gonna be covering the Jimmy Sm- the Jimmy Snooker Nancy Argentino case. Ooh, oh boy! You talk about hot water. That's scalding right yeah. there. And I'm ready for it. Yeah, cause damn, that's that's gonna be pretty awkward if you're Tamina Snooker. Oh yeah, definitely. And then it's, and then it's like. I don't know the into all the details about it. Like, okay, I've seen, I've met Jimmy Snooker mm-hmm. twice. 
Wow. Nice, one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. Okay. He was like so happy to take the picture. Then when I brought the picture back mm-hmm. for him to sign it, he was ecstatic. He was ecstatic to see that. Wow. He's like, yeah, I'm definitely. He's like, yeah, I'm definitely signing this. Mm-hmm. Worth it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So oh my god, Dark Side of the Ring. Whether you're a wrestling fan or not, I highly recommend it. And then also, there's a new uh, story arc that is, that is coming out with Marvel, which is called Contagion. I know I got it in here somewhere because I just read it last night. Hold on a second. Yeah, let's Look at this freaking Immortal Hulk Absolute Carnage cover. It's a cool cover. It is. Yeah, check, check that out, people. It's on our Facebook Live. The cover, Mortal Hulk. Yeah, but yes, here's Contagion number one. Okay. All right, written by uh, Ed Brisson and art by Rogue Antonio. Please forgive me if I pronounce that wrong. But a strange substance from Kunlun has made its way to New York, to New York, infecting heroes and citizens. And it's up to the street level heroes of New York to stop it. That's all I can really give you right now without giving any spoilers and stuff. But mm. it's like. And those have some really cool covers. So I literally was only sold on it just because they already gave previews of the covers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I want them just for the covers. But I was like, you know what? Let me read this. I'm like, you know what? This is interesting. Okay. This is a different take. You know, let me see what this is all about. Mm-hmm. So I had no problem adding it to my collection. So, yeah, that, yeah, um, definitely check it out. I'd like to hear anybody's uh, into, input on that. Okay. Is this free on YouTube or is it? No, it's no, it's uh, Dark Side of the Ring is free on YouTube. Some genius was an angel and uploaded them. Mm. Nice. Very well edited, too. So it was like... Oh, yeah. Said that. But other than what we're about to spoil the fuck out of, that's <laughs> all I've been up to. Nice. Yeah, man. So, yeah, we're talking about Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, some dark, depressing stuff. Let's talk about Joker. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good segue, but it's like, what, what difference would that make? Oh, man. Joker, uh, the long-anticipated movie uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix in the title role, uh, directed by Todd Phillips of The Hangover fame. Um, it was initially, uh, Martin Scorsese was initially uh, attached as, as, as executive producer, but uh, he left the project. But his influence is very much felt. Yes, the fuck it is. And I got Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this film, uh, it's, uh, it's a standalone feature in DC, in the uh, DC film canon. Um, it stars Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck, uh, who's a, uh, who's an aspiring stand-up comedian. He's a professional clown. He has, uh, he has some mental health issues. Uh, he lives with his mother. Um, and he's living in Gotham City circa 1981, which is pretty much an analog of New York City uh, during that time period, late 70s, early 80s, which back then was a complete shithole. Crack, that crack epidemic. Yep, crack. Uh, you had, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a strike going on in Gotham, so a garbage strike. So you have like reports of giant rats running through the city. Um, it, the, the city, when you just look at it, it looks like it just smells. You can just smell the awful stench of depression and decay bad yeah and and yeah it's it's not happy so the film it follows uh arthur fleck and his descent into uh madness into the uh 
into the the clown prince of crime, if you will. Uh, yeah, this this film, um, it's gotten it's gotten a controversial reputation, uh, at least in some uh, filming uh, critic circles. Uh, some people have claimed that the Joker is a dangerous film that it's going to inspire. Oh, it's a film that centers on a crazy white man who's who who goes on a rampage. And oh, it's going to inspire, you know, lonely, crazy white men out there who want to pick up a gun. And, and this movie is dark and cynical and mean. And, and to which I say to the critics and, and some people who have who are up in arms about it. A, you're completely over. You're completely wrong about the whole. Oh, it's a dangerous movie. And two, about it being cynical and mean. What did you expect exactly? It's about the Joker. Joker. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but but what did, what did you think? What are some of your initial thoughts? I actually enjoyed the movie. Okay, I did. I did. Um, very minor flaws. Okay, like the the flaws I had would involve me you know spoiling it yeah but you know we can get to that in a bit mm-hmm. but other than that you know i was very i was very entertained I, I was very entertained by it you know i was look me looking out for looking out for easter eggs and then later on as i go courtesy of my uh source top 10 nerd mm-hmm. on youtube follow them um it was a fun watch yeah. i i i don't want to pick up a gun and kill anybody right yeah I don't think white people are great. Well, I do. But <laughs> I don't think all white people are crazy, right? You know, and then it it dove a lot into about it dove into um, the heavy subject of mental health and mental illness and stuff, yeah. which you know, you know, I work with people with developmental disabilities and stuff, so I've touched so much mental illness in my what I actually just celebrated. My 10-year anniversary in this field at my job at Refocus. Congratulations, <laughs> The man. longest job I've ever had. <laughs> wow, 10 years, man. 10 years. Oh. It's, yeah, did it... Yeah, did it go by fast? Yeah. Wow, man. It did, but I met... You know, I met a whole bunch of interesting people. Um, I, I love the people. I love the population that I work with. Mm-hmm. Do they get on my nerves at times? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it was worth it. No, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah, um yeah, with with the with the Joker, um it it does it does touch on uh mental mental illness as a main theme because you have the character Arthur who's 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 basically who's who's basically like, like the world keeps shitting on him and like he lives with it he lives with his mother and He's a guy who has a condition where he laughs uncontrollably. There is a name for it, and I'm trying to figure yeah. it out. I'm trying to find it. He's a path- pathological laughter, which is a pseudodobular. He has a pseudodobular effect, mm-hmm. which, or you can say emotional con- emotional incontinence. Like I was just re- me and my girl was watching it, and she was like, "That's a real condition." Mm-hmm. That one, that's one that I never dealt with. Yeah, but I'm like, I've. Uh, heard of it like i've seen it in movies but never seen it up close mm-hmm. yeah um I, I thought i thought that was a really interesting take on the joker's uh maniacal laughter because when you when every time you see arthur laughing like if if it feels like it's it hurts him physically yeah because like sometimes he chokes he just like laughs like it's stuck in his throat and he kind of chokes on it a little like like part of it kind of seems like he's trying to like suppress it in a way and and other times he's like he's just he just wants it to come out 
but he just can't help it. It's yeah, I thought it was a really interesting take on on that on that aspect of his character. And Joaquin Phoenix even said that that was like the hardest part in his performance, like trying to get trying to get a unique Joker laugh that was different than what you heard before. And yeah, like I I, th- I thought that was that was kind of cool because there was one scene where like he's he's talking with his like his coworkers. And he's walking away. He's like walking to like his boss's office, and he's like laughing, like, <laughs> and then he just goes completely stoic. Yeah, it's like, jeez, man. And Joaquin Phoenix actually, um, he was looking mighty un- unhealthy in the movie. Like, yeah, he was like that. I was like, he, he he's always been a method actor. Yeah, kind of. He kind of has like some of those uh, trappings. Like he actually lost fifty two pounds. For this role, and you can see like his shoulder blades sticking, sticking out, just mad gaunt, and just like, just like in desperate need of a sandwich and some fries, man. Full <laughs> with gluten. Yeah, man. Just... Fucking white claws. I'm still, I'm, I'm still scarred. <laughs> I hear. Can you, you forgive me? Would Joker drink white claw? <laughs> That's a good ass question. Oh, man. That's a good ass question. Yeah, I, maybe it's too crazy even for him. I don't even think he would even notice it. Like, he would... I mean, I mean, like some other versions of Joker were dipped in like Ace Chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> even then, he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm good." That's that's a, that's a bridge too far for me. <laughs> but but yeah, man. Um, yeah, any, any other thoughts about the, the Joker? No, I'm ready to kind of like. Spoil it, okay. you know. Go deep down and take a take a real deep dive into it. Okay, yeah, same here, same. So, uh, for those of you who haven't watched the Joker, we are about to get into spoilers. Um, so, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, please uh, tune back in uh, once you've seen it. Otherwise, if you don't care about spoilers, hey, welcome stick aboard. Stick around, yeah, mm. stick around, man. So, spoilers are commencing now. All right. Um. Okay, here's my takeaway was, like, I get that it was an origin story. Yeah. But I just felt like I wanted to see more Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, what, okay, we, I, I get how he, how he went crazy. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, now how did he become the clown prince of crime? Like, how did he, because we got to remember, Joker is... A criminal genius. Mm-hmm. He's crazy as fuck, but he's a criminal genius. So it's like, okay, how did he like get the genius part? Because he did. He appeared like he had some mental slowness. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, how can somebody with mental slowness like become such a, who can gain so much knowledge and become like that criminal genius that we all know and love to hate? Mm-hmm. That like that was just my my grape, and and also yeah, I just feel like I I wanted to see more Joker. We only had like what, a good ten minutes of just full blown Joker, mm-hmm. and it was just like it was like very it to me it was just a bit slow pace, rightfully so, but a, a little more Joker would have would have left me more satisfied. Okay, yeah, like I thought that I thought this I thought I thought it was like the right amount of of build up. Because like uh, this film, like I said earlier, like it, it's very much inspired by Martin Scorsese movies, particularly Taxi, Taxi Driver. Driver, which is my 
first yeah. my first Easter egg. Yeah, because Taxi Driver is one of my all-time favorite films, and you could just feel the influence of that all over it, as well as The King of Comedy with Robert De Niro. Thanks. Second. <laughs> Second time. Yeah, those those are the two I noticed like right from the get-go. Like, um, like, like Robert De Niro in the film, he plays a a, t- a TV ho- late talk show, late night talk show host, uh, Murray Franklin, who has a popular TV show, and uh, Arthur kind of. He kind of imagines himself being a guest on his show, and you know, being beloved and loved, you know, by the fans and whatnot. And and that's one of Arthur's goals. He wants to be a stand-up comedian so he can get on Murray Franklin's show. Um, as as and and as and, and as the film goes on, uh, one of the things that kind of stood out to me too is the fact that um, it doesn't blame, it, it doesn't it doesn't put like. It doesn't make mental illness as like the crutch, like the excuse for why Joker does what he does. Because yeah. um, I thought, because that was my biggest worry going in. It's like, oh man, are they just going to use mental illness as? Oh well, he's crazy because like he's mentally ill, and that's what, and that's why he's a Joker. No, there's there's way more to it than that. Like for example, um, um, there was a point where the, the where Gotham City is so de- so economically depressed, like they actually cut off funding, state yeah. funding for mental health services, and even his like mental health counselors talking to him is like, listen this city doesn't give a shit about you and they don't give a shit about me and it's like damn it's like is it that and and somebody who works in that field yeah they, that does happen yeah funding is cut off you you lose your access to medication and then next thing you know man things get worse they spiral out of control yeah they do yeah. Oh, I, trust me i've seen some cases yeah <laughs> oh i bet yeah oh, i and... got stories <laughs> 10 years worth of stories i got <laughs> Um, then you got his mother, uh, Penny, who's played by Francis Conroy, who has, who has this, um, who, who believes that, um, Arthur is Bruce Wayne, uh, um, Thomas Wayne's illegitimate son that, oh, uh, how come, how come you're not taking care of us? Oh, Thomas Wayne, he's going to take care of us. Look, look, Thomas Wayne, he's on TV. And I like the way they played that they had Thomas Wayne presented in this film. He was played by, um, let me see. It was Brett Cullen. Yeah. And Thomas Wayne comes off as a total asshole, just like a rich elitist prick, 1%. He's like, oh, these people, like these poor people, violent people killing each other, they're clowns. They're a bunch of clowns. And that kind of that kind of starts like a sort of like weird resistance movement, like, oh, eat the rich. Yeah. I, which I thought that part was kind of underdeveloped. I thought they could have built, built that up a little more, but like the seeds were there. And then... Then you had uh, the scene where Joker's where Arthur's on the subway, and you see these three Wall Street analogs like Wayne, Wayne Enterprise douchebags yeah. harassing this woman. Jo- uh, Arthur starts laughing nervously, so the Wayne Wayne Enterprises businessmen they turn their attention to him. They start harassing him, attacking him. Then Joker, then this this shit shocked me. Like he took his gun out, bam, headshot. Self defense. It was self defense. Like he just, if you know you had a gun, people. Are- Stomping the shit out of you. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, like he popped those three, and and you know, like they kind of had it coming, coming, you know, because you know, fuck the rich, but and but as we all try to get rich, <laughs> and it's you know this monstrous capitalist society we live in, man, and yeah, and then like and then like he he shoots the third dude, he chases him down, and then he's running away, and then he finds his way into like some bathroom, and he starts dancing. All, all like, like, like he, like, 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 it's cathartic for him, 
Like he starts like just like slow dancing to himself, like to some imaginary beat after he kills those three men, and and I don't know, man. That, and that shit actually makes him a folk hero, kinda. Yeah. 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 It kind of reminded me of that. I don't know if you heard of that story of um, it was like an '80s case in New York. Bernie Getz. He was a guy who actually shot. He was a he was some white dude in New York City in a subway. He got I think he was like harassed on the subway by his, by some uh, black and latino youth and he actually shot at them but they all survived they were just wounded but a lot of people claim that bernie Getz was a hero for what he did he's like oh he stood up for himself in the subway the subways are mean mean places um, i was fine when i was in the subways last year <laughs> yeah i mean nowadays it's new york city is a much different place than it was back then 30 years ago when i went to that when i went to that airbnb it, it looked like the set of the joker Oh, why? Yeah, it looked like it. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag gentrification. <laughs> but, uh. Hashtag the Bronx. <laughs> well, I hear the Bronx is still pretty rough, so yeah. it's not a place I want to be. I was fine. I was fine. I was walking through that bitch at like one in the morning. Jesus, man. Asking wow. people for directions and all. <sighs> yeah, I, I wouldn't do that shit. Oh, I was fine. <laughs> You'd be fine, too. Nah. I don't, I don't trust NYPD. But anyway. I didn't uh, talk to the police. Yeah, you don't have to talk to the police. Sometimes the police will talk right to you, and you don't ask for them. I was, I was completely fine. Yeah, you got lucky, man. <laughs> what's happening, Kelvin? Oh man, hey, what's up, going? What's up, man? But yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, like he defends himself. He becomes a folk hero. Uh, but I, but I, but one thing I thought, and this is, I want to get your thoughts on this, mm-hmm. like. Zazzy beats his character, like her, her role in the film. Everybody has to have a so. Uh, everybody, I, I, to me, it just seems like everybody has to have a uh, love interest. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think it was needed. Yeah, but it kind of, it kind of added, it, you know, added some hot sauce to the chicken. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and Zessy beats like shout out to her. It's like she's she makes interesting. She she stars some interesting films. Like, How stereotypical. Been... <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, she black, so you got to think of her as hot. Sauce. You asshole! I was thinking it that far. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think. <laughs> Blame Carl. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> but. I thought like watching her character was interesting because when she, when she came and this is another Easter egg when she came in the elevator and she put the boom yeah yeah it was like Robert De Niro and Taxi Driver, um, like it was kind of weird because like at, throughout the film like throughout the well at least in the the time she was in like one I didn't catch her name, two, um, two it was like it it felt like their relationship like went from zero to sixty because like one scene oh gee they introduced each other on a, on a, an elevator then then like two scenes later like they were like kissing and kissing, making out yeah. <laughs> as soon as he barges in her uh, apartment yeah then obviously we get the whole like oh like yeah it was too good to be true yeah it was all a delusion in his head yeah he was just fantasizing because uh, there was that one scene where he's in in her in her apartment and she's like. Oh my God! Like, what? How'd you get in here? And he's just sitting on her couch, like. There's an Easter egg in that scene, and that was this was one I point that I called out to, and I was like, "Yes, there it is." Oh really? <laughs> oh okay, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. That. You know me, I love my Easter eggs. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. But, but yo, um, but yeah, what did you? What do you think of like? 
if 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 had the film stuck with this um this thread which i thought would, would have been super bold like what if they stuck with the idea of joker being the older half brother of bruce wayne but like that was a ve- that would have been a very interesting twist because mm. well okay for one thing that people had to re- people have to remember there is no official origin story of the joker that's right yeah there is not there have been many told before mm-hmm. but none of it's official and that's one thing that bob king and bill bill um bill finger yep that's why i love that they did that is like keep they keep they kept the mystique about that character and it's just like, where did he come from? Well, here's one interpretation. Here's another interpretation of what people would think this. But there was no, there's no official one. So you got Arthur Fleck. You got Jack Napier. You got Jerome from Gotham, which is a good, which I, I don't even watch the show. And from what I saw, I'm like, this is a good Joker. Mm. Yep. But it's like, yeah, I kind of don't know. Where, like, oh, I just... I thought this was probably a very good one. It's a very convincing one, mm-hmm. especially like with this day and age. Oh, and one thing too, speak, it hit me day and age too. Yeah. What got me at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. that they used the old school Warner Brothers logo. Yeah, that I that made me smile. <laughs> me too. Man. That, that was that was, <laughs> I was really like, that's good. fucking cool. Yep. Yeah, I was like, yeah, like because it it takes place in the eighties and it yeah. uses that old logo. I was like, oh, that's that's dope. I like that. That was a nice touch. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, man. I'm trying to think. Was it Dress to Kill a Warner Brothers movie? Because I think that was the last time I saw it. Yeah, Dress to Kill used it. Um, I think um, Argo used it too. Uh, ben Affleck yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, that would have been a really tantalizing twist and it, and it would have like really added a lot of lot more depth to the joker batman relationship it would yeah it would have because you need one i mean you know one needs the other but then it's like once bruce wayne shows up and i'm like he's too young yeah and Arthur flex literally looks like he's the same age as thomas wayne anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> then you had alfred like like come on that was the worst alfred i ever saw though <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man, the movie was great, was very good and all that, but that was the worst Alfred. Jeremy Irons in Batman versus Superman was a better Alfred. I mean, he is a better actor. <laughs> yeah, at first, at first, I'm like, I was like, oh, that's Alfred. Oh, it looked like they just hired some. They just hired a just a white guy with an accent. Yeah, per- I'm like, that's Alfred. I'm like, probably per- 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 wasn't even British. <laughs> Hey, can you do a convincing British accent? Yeah, good enough. Get on the set. Probably did an Australian accent. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that was awful. That was aw- that was an awful Alfred. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had great Alfreds like Michael Goff, Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. Michael Caine's my favorite. Is he really? Yeah. I, I enjoy Michael Goff. Yeah. He and- stuck through both Tim Burton and Jerry Brecker. Oh, Joe Schumacher. And Joe Schumacher. <laughs> I always keep saying Jerry Breckheimer. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that would have been uh, what would have been interesting, and, and and I like the fact that Thomas Wayne was presented as a rich douchebag. Yeah, it's true because then it gives like, yeah, yeah, it makes you know, bat with Batman actually, you know, being good, yeah, with flaws. Mm-hmm. 
Like, okay, he's like, all right, I, my father's son, but I'm not going to be my father and all that. And he's more of a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, like, you can kind of flip it and make Batman a cynical character, too, where it's like, oh, look at all these pores. I got I to gotta clean up Gotham, you know, to make it in my image. My father would be proud. Like, you can kind of flip it that way, too, if you wanted. Um, Real quick. Yeah. Brian Lopes is watching. Hey, man. At this time tomorrow, we will be in the second hour of <laughs> AEW Boston. Just want to point that out. That's right. AE dubs. I, we can go back to the joke. I just had to point that. I just had to point that out. I'm I'm amped. I'm amped. I'm tired of shit right now, but I'm amped. Hey man, that's that's gonna be it's gonna be on and popping, man. But uh, but yeah, man. But but you know, AEW's not better than Raw. We we know this, but okay, I can't say that. Facts, shit. bro. Facts, bro. Facts. Huh. Muscle. Oh, <laughs> oh, loyalist puppets are funny, but uh. But yeah, man. Um, let's see. There was there was another um, there was another part too that that kind of that, that that I thought was kind of funny. Um, well, not funny, but I was like, oh man, I, where you kind of felt sorry for Arthur. It was like where where you visited Arkham, Arkham State Hospital, and he uh, and he went. He stole the. He just snatched his mother's records from Brian Tyree Henry. Good actor, by the way. Shout out to him. Oh, and um, interesting fact. <laughs> interesting fact about this. Yeah. You know what Brian Tyree Henry's name in his movie was? Oh, what was it? Take a walk. <laughs> uh, Billy White? I don't know. It was Carl. Carl? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, there it is. Brian Tyree Henry as Carl, an administration employee at Arkham State Hospital. Yeah. Hey, it fits. <laughs> but yeah, like um there's a part where um Arthur snatches uh his mother's records from Carl's hands at Arkham. Oh, you gotta play oh, you gotta play that. <laughs> we're talking about him. Um and then he uh he he reads he reads to his mother's case file and then he realizes the truth that his mother actually suffers from um um narcissistic personality disorder delusions of grandeur turns out that arthur is not thomas wayne's son and on top of that it's adopted adopted so it's not so it's not even his real mother so it it still preserves that mystery to the joker character yeah where do you get this from Mm because Some disabilities can be hereditary. Mm-hmm. Yep, and others couldn't like grow through like trauma. Yeah, like said that he was he had he suffered some head trauma, like being cuffed to the radiator as a kid. Yeah, and all this like he he suffered some abuse. Yeah, yeah, just like some clients I've I've dealt with. Yeah, yeah, bad and, stories. I can't can't really put them out there, but yeah, right. there were some bad stories. Yeah, and um. And that's and that's where like you know you you kind of feel sorry for you kind of you kind of empathize with his situation, but not so much uh, the man himself. And 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 this is and this is the the line that the movie walks so well is because 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 the Joker is such an awful human being of a yeah. character. The film skirts a line where you feel sympathy for his situation, like everything that surrounds him, right. But you don't feel sorry for the man because of the actions he does. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think and I think that's where a lot of critics kind of conf- mistakenly conflict the two. It's like, oh, well, this movie's making him sympathetic. 
No, his situation is sympathetic. The man himself, how he carries out his actions, how he responds to a situation, that's where you realize, yeah, yeah, you can't, I can't identify with him. Okay, can I answer something? Yeah, what's up? There was one part where I laughed mm-hmm. and I said, Jesus Christ, I am going to hell. Oh, what's this? So he kills, what's his name, Randall? The guy who sold, who, the guy who gave him the gun. Yeah, he kills him. Right. So he let the um, little person. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, you're free to go. Yep. And he couldn't reach the deadbolt. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. <laughs> you, you asshole. Wait, what are you doing right now? I mean, you did too. I didn't laugh in the theater. You, I was just, I was just, sitting, I no, I didn't. I was like, I was like, I was still tense because like the fact that freaking Joker stabbed Randall in the neck with that freaking. What's his name, Randall? Let me like, yeah, okay, yes, it was Randall. Yeah. It was played by Glenn Flesher. Yeah, Fleshler. And like, and like, I'm thinking, yo, is he playing games with this little person? Is he really gonna like let him? Reach That's. Him? I thought he was gonna like kill him. Yeah, but then he's like, but then he opens the door for him. He's like. And then he closes it again. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. But then he, but then Arthur's like, you know, you were the only guy that was really nice to me. Kisses him on the head. And he just runs out. I would have ran like hell. I would have I'd still be running now. 30 something years later. Yeah. I still be running. <laughs> I mean, imagine that seeing that shit. Like, and, and mind you, like, Arthur kills him because, like, oh, like, because Randall was the one who sold him the gun in the beginning. He didn't sell it to him. He just gave it to him. Well, actually, yeah, gave it to him, and he accidentally dropped it during like a, a song and dance number at a kid's hospital. And I'm like, <laughs> why would you bring a gun to a kid's hospital? I mean, I mean don't doesn't he have pockets? But even then, like, he what? fell out of his pockets. Oh well, there you go. You, well, oh. you didn't need for it to be there. You could have kept it in your bag. Yeah, but Arthur, you know, he doesn't. He didn't. He, yeah, he didn't. Yeah. And so, like, because Randall gave him the gun and, you know, refused to admit to it, he that's why uh, Arthur lost his job. And so Arthur kind of filed that away in his head. And he saw the perfect opportunity to... Ugh. Yeah, man. That that shit was like... Nah, was still, I hope someone laughed at that part when it played. Oh, you guys are awful. <laughs> Nick. Nick, y'all laughed at at the little person who can't reach the You couldn't pole. help but laugh. I was like, yo, that's some asshole shit. Wow. You, you couldn't help but laugh. As you laugh at his comment. I mean, I mean, but mind you, the screen I saw it with, like, nobody was, I mean, we had a couple people chuckling, but nobody was, like, full on laughing at I that. I was sitting there like, I'm going to hell. That's some funny shit. I'm, oh. like, There's, I'm like, that's a Todd Phillips hangover, old school, like, Touch to it. I yeah, I can see. He had see. he had to. Um, it's like, can you get the door for me? Like, <laughs> God damn. Mm-mm. I bet you all the same people who are laughing at MGF calling that one dude Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I did with my mouth like my mouth to the floor. I'm like, that's fucked up. Then I yeah. laughed. Yeah, MGF. It's, it's MGF. Yeah, you, you gotta love the dude threw gum at me. He did. He did throw gum at you. Did you frame it? Oh God! We just... The gum is gone. It is somewhere at Mesquamacan Beach in the sand, over by freaking oh. Patties. 
it is gone. I, I didn't even know where it went once it bounced off my shirt. Damn, man. You could have sold that on eBay. I probably could have. <laughs> eh, somebody would buy it. Yeah. Man. But, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that happened. But, um, <laughs> but, uh. There was another part too, which was so random. Like where the part where he's dancing out down the stairs to that that song. What was it? What was that I'm song pretty called? sure. No, it wasn't. I know. Oh my god, I heard the song before too. Um, somebody said like apparently a pedophile wrote that song. Um, <laughs> uh, it was it was featured in um any given Sunday. That's why I know that song. Uh, like shit. you like you've heard it in like like beer commercials, football commercials. It's like one of those. Oh. Like, yeah, dun, dun, dun. there, there it is. I'm like, if it, yo, you know, I saw the worst meme. Oh, what's up? Somebody put that song Laffy Taffy over that part. What the? Because <laughs> and it was like that. Dun, 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 dun. I was like, oh, man. I was like, right, I'm done with the internet today. <sighs> Not that that wasn't the internet. Mm. That was the internet. Yeah, the internet's always got a strike. Yeah, rock and roll part two. Uh, by Gary Glitter, who uh, apparently is still receiving royalties, even though he's a creep. Ugh. But yeah, that was a random part. That was a really What's random. His name again? Uh, Gary Glitter, convicted pedophile, still receiving royalties apparently, as part of that song, Rock and Roll Part Two, playing the part in the part where Joker's dancing on the stairs. Uh, you know, yeah, that was kind of weird. Because mostly because that was an odd song choice. It was like really why that? So- I mean, because it probably sounds like triumphant, like like Joker's like coming yeah. into his own, like he's embracing his dark side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you might as well you might as well kind of like you know dub like the NFL theme over it. I guess you get the same effect, but <laughs> you know, I don't know. But um, but yeah, that was that was pretty weird. And then then like you had the two cops like looking for him, like hey. You're under arrest. We, we, hey, we need to ask you some questions because apparently these some witnesses saw uh, him running running through the subway after he gunned on those three guys. Uh, but yeah, man, let's talk about the part where where uh, Arthur actually gets his gets to realize his dream by appearing on the Murray Franklin show. Yeah, that part was intense. It was a part where, like, you kind of knew it was coming, but you were just waiting for that shooter drop. Like, oh, shit, is he going to do it? And it then, wasn't even, like, I didn't know what he was going to do. Mm. I knew it wasn't going to end. I knew it wasn't going to end well. Yeah, I know it wasn't at all. Like, that was just a given. Mm. But I was just like, what's he going to do? Yeah. And then, like, like, I knew something was, like, Apart from everything that we saw, but like one part that was kind of made me like, oh boy, like where where Arthur says to Murray Franklin when they're backstage, he goes, "Hey, hey, Arthur, one one small thing, when you introduce me, can you call me the Joker?" And then he's looking at him like, "Joker, uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that, yeah, sure." Like, and then why not? And then Mark Maron's off to the side, like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you recognize him? Yeah, from Mark. Glow. Yep. Mark like Maron. I heard him talk. I'm like, that's the motherfucker from Glow. Yeah, has his own podcast too. Does he really? Yeah, it was one part. I think he had one of his famous episodes where he interviewed Barack Obama in his garage, because Mark Maron did his podcast from his own garage, and 
President Barrio came and visited. God, that makes that makes me love that president so much, <laughs> boy. I was like, yo, he did a podcast in somebody's garage. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. That is, yeah. God, we miss you. We do. But, but anyway, but but yeah, like he appears on the show. Um, apparently, you know, people people are applauding. It's kind of weird. Um, and then uh, and then then Joker starts talking. He starts getting angry, angrier about like, oh well, hey. I saw you play of uh, the clip of me doing my stand up, you know, and you made fun of me and I didn't and I felt bad. And then he starts ranting about how, you know, like like uh like Murray was mocking him and how basically Gotham City society abandoned abandoned the Joker and people who looked like people like him. Um Joker at this point at this point people a lot of people are starting wearing uh, clown makeup. Like people protesting in the streets, the makeup and the mask, and the masks as well. Um, uh, he starts. He 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 starts to he starts to admit that he actually killed the man on the, on the train, much to the shock of Murray and uh, the and the audience. And then when things then things the tension keeps rising and rising. Next thing you know, Joker pulls out the gun and boom, boom! headshot right on live TV. Yeah, which is like oh, oh. there it is. I was like, "What the fuck?" Ain't nobody laughing then, except the Joker. Yeah, yeah. And then like, and then next thing you know, like, cut the feed. And then there's like a shot of like um this the camera pulling back on all these TV monitors, seeing what happened, and like the news covering it. I was like, "Holy shit!" And then, yeah, and then he gets hit. Yeah. So then, like, he actually gets arrested. He gets arrested, which is another Easter egg about that one scene. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, boom. Yeah. Ambulance hits them. Yep. And then they rescue the Joker. So now, like, all those rioters mm-hmm. are looking at him as a leader. Yep. And then as you can see, Thomas Wayne and Br- Thomas Wayne and his family oh, yep. coming out of the theater. Mm-hmm. Somebody looks at him. One of the goons looks at him. Yep. Chases him into the dark alley. Yep, crime alley. Yep. And Batman origin story begins. Yep, there it is. Yeah, young Bruce Wayne sees his parents gunned down, and uh, they see that shot of Bruce Wayne just like looking traumatized. Yeah. Uh, then you see like the people just embracing Joker, like celebrating him. Yep. Like he's like the full hero, and 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 I thought that was interesting, like how the protesters were basically. No better than Thomas Wayne and like the the top one percent because like they were both like two extremes. Yeah, and they're like you know, one like the rich hate the poor, but the poor hate the rich. But they both want to destroy the city. Um, and 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 the Joker was just basically the the match that lit the fuse. Um, but then you had the ending though, where Arthur and the psychiatrist at the end. Yeah. And he's walking away with the bloody Blood, foot, foot footprints. I'm like, oh my! He he's far gone. Yeah, he's gone. Arthur Fleck is dead. Yeah, he's Joker now. Yep, it's just Joker, and and like I said, we don't know what his real, but his true origins were, because like, you know, he's adopted, and he's but yet he still kind of inherited his his adopted mother's mental illnesses because of abuse. And that kind of reminded me of like the Joker from the Dark Knight, how he made up three different origin stories for himself, yeah. like how he got the scars. I want to yeah. know how I had these scars. Yeah, he had three different stories. It's like, oh, jeez. 
but man, man, this 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 was a this was certainly an intense film, and like Joaquin Phoenix, man, dude can play crazy. He certainly can. He certainly can. Like Joaquin Phoenix is one of the most interesting actors working today. Like you look at you look at some of his other roles, like um, like say uh, the Master. Which which I didn't the movie I didn't like but he was great in it. Um, her, her, her he, like I tell people I'm like, yeah, walking yeah. feet. I'm like he plays crazy. I'm like he played in a movie where he falls in love with Siri. Yeah, basically, uh, more advanced Siri. Uh, her uh, gladiator when he played Commodus. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, what else? He was in Signs with Mel Gibson. One of his. Makes me wonder too, like, if his brother hadn't died, mm. you think he'd be just as good? You think River Phoenix would be just as good? I think, I think so. Because um, Joaquin Phoenix is so talented that I, I don't think that he'd be off to the wayside. I think, I think there'd be enough room for both of them. But and you know, they have a sister who's also an actress, right? Oh yeah, I Summer. Think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine like River Phoenix's take on the Joker if he lived long enough. That would that would be real interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm cool with walking. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But River would have been interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, this this definitely wipes away the memory of Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> That's for sure. It did because I did not think about him at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was just so tie with Margot. So tie walking Phoenix with Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. You know what? If done right, that would make it even. That would actually make it even better. Their relationship even better because that, you got Margot Robbie who's so young, Joe walking Phoenix who's older, and they still have that sick twisted relationship. Mm-hmm. You know that that's like. Nightmare fuel, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, that would that would be a cool combination. Although, like Joker, the Joker movie is standalone and it takes place like like outside. back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, out, back in the eighties and outside of the DCEU timeline, so it's very much self contained. Yeah. Um, I will say that like a, a film like the Joker, I, I would like to see more films uh, in a similar vein. In that, like, just like really interesting standalone. Standalone uh, uh, features that explore familiar characters that we know, but in really unique, different ways that kind of give us something new. Right. Um, I, I like the direction that DC's going, so I hopefully they'll continue that direction with with similar films like The Joker. Yeah. Until like if they do decide to do a, another cinematic universe that they actually have the right person behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I, I like how filmmaker driven it is. Yeah. Yeah, that, that so DC is going in the right direction in that respect. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that this film is is definitely like outstanding. I'd probably say this is probably the best DC film since The Dark Knight. I'll say it's up there. It's it's definitely up there. Um, like this is definitely u- a unique entry in like comic book films, yeah. and um, this is definitely what I would I prefer over say The Killing Joke. Um, this is like a really definitive take on the Joker as a character. Um, 
I, w- I will say Joaquin Phoenix deserves all the props in the world. Uh, Todd Phillips, hey, take a bow, man. Because yeah, because this is something I'm not used to seeing Todd Phillips do. Like I'm yeah. used to seeing Hangover, yep. old school. Yeah, old school. Although, like Todd Phillips, he said something that it, that, that was pretty dumb. We said that, oh, I can't, you know, I can't. I, I'm I'm doing dramas now because I can't do comedy in this woke society that we're in, or something to that effect. And it's like. I I can I can understand because pe- people do like they people get angry so easily. Yeah, but 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 that's such a dumb thing to say because it's like oh well that's just an excuse like you you can you can be funny. I mean look at Dave Chappelle. Chappelle's still offending people. Well, well Chappelle's yeah. Chappelle sticking sticks and stones. Like I think like ninety five percent of it was good. Like the only thing the only the only thing about that was like. You could tell that Chappelle is completely tone deaf when it comes to trans people. Like you could tell he doesn't know any trans people individually. So that was the only negative spot in his stand up. But like, yeah, like if Dave Chappelle could still do a popular stand up like Six and Stones, like Todd Phillips can certainly do a comedy movie. Like he's just talking out of his ass at that point. Yeah, yeah. but in, in certain way, but like I do kind of understand. It's like when people are like, oh, we want an office reboot, and Steve Carell's like, nah, Michael Scott will just get us canceled. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, he would. I mean, you know, it's it, it kind of depends on how you approach it and how clever you are. Like, if you're if you're being offensive for the sake of being offensive, mm. like, oh, I'm I'm saying I'm saying racist things, haha. But if there's no no context, if there's no no substance, then yeah, of course you're gonna be dinged on it. So, ready for some Easter eggs? Yes. Try to breeze through these real quick. So, yeah, like we mentioned at the beginning. Okay, first of all, yeah, my source is Top 10 Nerd on YouTube. Definitely check them out. Mm-hmm. All right. The first one was that we mentioned was um, the film Taxi Driver, yeah. where many, there was many similarities to the movie, the 1976 movie, which happened to star Robert De Niro. Yep. And, um, both, you know, both Travis Bickle and Arthur Fleck, Fleck became fixated on killing political figures, both changing their appearances throughout the movie, and then also the miming gun to the head. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, all right. Next one. Okay. So another one was Fight Club. It's yeah. in reference to Fight Club, where Fleck's neighbor and their relationship is an illusion, much like uh, the Tyler Durden, like just like Tyler Durden, which was Brad Pitt's character, mm-hmm. was an illusion to Edward Norton's character, who I actually learned that they never said his name. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Also, there's a Christopher Nolan connection. Thomas Wayne was played by Brett Cullen, who also played Congressman Brian Gilley in The Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Another killing joke one. Well, you know, Arthur Fleck, that scene that we mentioned with Arthur Fleck, who was a struggling comedian, just like um, Arthur was in The Killing Joke, and then he was taking care of his mother in the fil- in the movie, mm-hmm. just like uh, Joker in Killing Joke was taking care of his wife. Yep. And then, like, everything just went wrong. And then, like, he finally snaps. And then when he shows up into uh, Sophie's be- uh, apartment yeah. in this movie, and she's like, why are you in there? What, how did you get in here? Da-da-da. And he goes, I had a bad day. Just like how they said in Killing Joke, where mm-hmm. Joker always said, all it takes is one bad day mm-hmm. for even the most sane person in the world to snap into insanity. Yeah. Yep. Which is true, and the next the next Easter egg, which is um like you mentioned, the uh, Martin Scorsese Scorsese uh, directed this one, King of Comedy. Yep. Yeah, the Martin Scorsese film where Rupert Pur- Pu- Rupert Pupkin, 
uh, is a mentally unstable comedian obsessed with appearing in Jerry Lanford's talk show, mm-hmm. much like um, Fleck obsessing over uh, Frank- Murray Franklin. And guess who just happened to be in and out in that one, too? Yeah, Robert, Robert De Niro, De Niro. Yeah. and King of Comedy. Also, yeah, almost sounds Robert De Niro. And many similarities. Both live with their moms. Both want, both want to be on their favorite talk show. Both commit at violent acts to fulfill their dreams, and they're celebrated by the public in both movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, the clown mob mask actually it resembles that the you know the mobs the clown mask that the mobs were wearing. Yep. Actually resembles the henchman makeup that was in uh, the Batman Arkham Asylum game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was actually a really good game too. Oh yeah, the the Arkham games are terrific. Yeah, I still gotta finish the other two. <laughs> um, Bob Kane, uh, Flex social worker, was actually named Deborah Kane. Sorry about that. And which was reference to Batman's creator. Mm-hmm. All right, Zorro. Now the movie theater that they were leaving. At, that they were leaving at the end, that uh, the Wayne family was leaving. The movie theater was playing two was playing the films Zorro, The Gay Blade, and Blowout. Both films were released in 1981, so that shows the mm. what year they were in. And also, Zorro just happened to be the inspiration for Batman. Uh, that's right, it was. And the last one, Heath Ledger. Now the scene where the Joker was being taken away in the cop. Mm-hmm. You know, by the cops. Well, even though they were both on different sides mm-hmm. of the police car, but they were both like in there, in 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 the car, just basking in the glory, basking in the chaos that has ensued within Gotham City. And that was actually a tribute to Heath Ledger's Joker. Ah, nice. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's it. Wow. No, some solid Easter eggs in the film. That's for sure, man. Thanks for that. Yeah. You know, I love my Easter eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, man. Any final thoughts on Joker? Uh, go see it. I think you will actually enjoy it, you know? Just if you have a weak stomach or just extra sensitive, then don't. But other than that, definitely go see it. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely go go see it. Um, if you're a fan of uh, Joaquin Phoenix, if you're a fan of just a really dark uh, character study, um, uh, no, it's not going to make you shoot up a school. Uh, so stop it, people. <laughs> Don't be silly. Knock it off. Um, if you're a fan of uh, Batman, the Joker, uh, the the DC uh, DC comics or comic book movies in general, this is definitely one of the most unique entries in the in the genre. So. Definitely go see it, man. It's well worth it. All right. Um, I'm gonna hold off. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> that huge lack of sleep. But um, I'm gonna hold off with question of the week till next week. Okay. All right. I just don't have one thought up right now and stuff, and then having to go back and everything. So yeah, I'm gonna hold off question of the week till next week. Hmm. Can I come up with the question of the week? You know, go ahead. Okay. Uh, question of the week is uh, who is I, I feel I feel like we'll get some okay who is your favorite Joker not counting Heath Ledger yeah that's that's the question of the week so uh, who is your favorite Joker not counting 
Heath Ledger. All all respect all respect due to Heath Ledger. He's my favorite Joker personally, but I feel like a lot of people would pick him and for very good reason. But let's pick let's pick the other actors. Is it Joaquin Phoenix? Is it Jared Leto? <laughs> Is it Mark Hamill? Is it uh Jack Nicholson? Is it Cesar Romero? I know there's one or two of you out there that like Cesar Romero. It's a generation thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a generational thing. Well, since I have it up, I might as well just read off the Read off our uh, answers. So last, the last question of the week we posted was, mm-hmm. uh, "What three supervillains would you choose to create your perfect, to your perfect team?" Yeah. So yeah, you're building your own Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So uh, Hurricane Chuck says Thanos, Darkseid, and Apocalypse, or maybe Vandal Savage. Okay. Uh, Eighty three line forever. Shout out to her. It was an amazing episode last week. I enjoyed listening back to that one. Oh yeah. Uh, she says Apocalypse, Mister Sinister, and Omega Red. Which okay. I feel the Omega Red really just doesn't get the respect he deserves. Yeah, he's definitely an underrated uh, X Men villain. Yeah, good, good, good one, good one. Yeah. John Aponic says Magneto, Razal Ghul, and the Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Inca Princess eighty three says Magneto, Joker, and Venom. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Okay. Let me just double check the uh, our Facebook. Last of Us Two got a release date. Yes, February, twenty twenty. Okay, yeah, I didn't go through. Uh, change your phones. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that's it. Um, that question of the week will be on our social medias within a day or two. Okay. Um, what you got? Anything you? Uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Thank you for all watching and listening. Uh, tune in next week. Um, we're gonna get the AEW report uh, from Carl. Yes, sir. And uh, and UWO they come on Sunday nights, right? Sunday nights. Yep, Sunday nights with UWO. Be sure to look out for them. Uh, next week. Uh, yeah, next Tuesday we'll we'll, we'll get into some more more stuff. I'll be awake. yep you'll be awake uh yep your aew report um i might have some movies some comics for you please watch the dude the at least the gorgeous gino yeah so yeah i really want to hear your thoughts on that yeah i'll 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 definitely tune into that and maybe one other uh dark side of the ring uh documentaries um and also check out uh nwa on youtube i'll fit in some time for that See yeah. see what the old school looks like in the new school. Um, yeah. Also, I just did a uh, Twitch stream earlier today. That'll be on our YouTube's, uh, possibly tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But um, Terminator T eight hundred came out today in Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. So I had to get my first impression. Uh, my first impression game through um, gameplay on with him. Right. Right. His on. fatalities are pretty cool, though. Oh, cool. They are pretty cool. Hmm. Nice. And uh, also, uh, uh, like you said, The Last of Us Part 2 finally got a release date, uh, February 21st, 2020. Break out the lube. I'm ready. Jesus Christ, man. Listen, man, I've been waiting for this game since 2000, what, since 2013. The first game came out like seven years ago. Um, We were teased about this when Aris and Maurice were still on the podcast with us. (laughs) That's how long it was. And for the past two years, we've been seeing footage, some some news trickling here and there. 
but we never got a release date. But now February twenty happens just like yeah. just like Death Stranded. Yes, we finally got something. Yeah, no, next month, man, one month away. Yeah. Like we got Death Stranding coming out. We got The Last of Us Part Two. Like, listen, yo, my body has been primed and ready for this game. Break out the lubriderm and champagne. It's gonna be a great evening. Yes. You said the same thing about The Last Guardian. Yeah, fuck The Last Guardian. I fucked your dreams <laughs> up with that one. Who cares about The Last Guardian? But anyway, oh, NWA was fired today. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Uh, and guess who be representing us at New York? I mean, not in New York. I wish I was at New York Comic Con. I would say it looked, mm. very, it looked so much fun. I was mm. so mad. Shout out to the partners. They kept me updated with everything that was going on. They were upset that I couldn't make it. But. Oh. But anyway, and big ups to uh, Donnell and AJ. They lost their father uh, on yesterday, so oh, prayers man. up to them. And um, yeah, I will be uh, representing us at Rhode Island Comic Con uh, this month, this uh, November. Yep. November 1st to the 3rd, I believe. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so you catch me in my Codex shirt, just come through and say what's up. I'll be there. Word up. Yeah. So yeah, man, that, that's pretty much it. Thank you all so much for watching, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.